Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on this Tuesday morning. And I'm really excited to talk to my guest today. Um, This is a subject that I have been asked about, believe it or not, before. Um, And it's really not something that's in my wheelhouse. So I always love to welcome an expert that can really frame the subject of meditation, centering prayer, and what my guest refers to as discipline science. Um, to the table because, you know, we're so used to living our lives on one speed and we forget that we can find peace even in the crazy if we know the right things to do. So my guest today is Amos Smith. He is a certified counselor, but he is also a a world-renowned published author. And and I just know that we're going to have a great conversation today. And hopefully for those of you out there listening that would like some more clarity around a subject like meditation that we can that we can dive into that a little bit deeper today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, yes, thank you, Allison. And I, I really appreciate the subject of your podcast, you know, self-care. I think that is that is the key, especially during these times, the last couple yep. of years, uh, everybody says it's just been crazy and, and with COVID yep. and everything. And you have to have a way to to take deep self-care of yourself yep. um, because these, ti- these times will fray the edges, even with people who are really have their stuff together. So Absolutely. I could not agree more. And, you know, I, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like there really is a little bit of a belief out there still that... Um, well, now that things are going back to normal, we're going to be okay. And I'm not really sure that we're ever going to be back to normal. Yeah, I think it's going to be a new normal. Uh, And I'm I'm kind of guessing that my grandchildren are going to be wearing masks. You know, I always thought that was a thing for like, you know, China and Taiwan and whatnot. But but uh, yeah, it's a whole new reality now. Yeah, absolutely. So so but before we get into the good stuff, I'd love for you just to introduce yourself to my audience, tell my audience a little bit about you, your background. And I know we were talking before we got online, but I would just love for you to be able to share some of that um, with my audience. Yeah, well, um, well, sometimes, Allison, I think people, you know, will share their their title or, you know, the the things they've accomplished. But but I'd like to start by just sharing the things that, that have been most profoundly influencing to me. Uh-huh. Um, one, one was that I grew up fishing. And there was something about being out on the boat. Um, every uh, summer, my family would go to Sebago Lake in Maine, and we would uh, go out on these flatback canoes, and and we'd uh, fish for for pickerel and smallmouth bass. And mm-hmm. you know, there was something about just being on the lake, um, and and just you know the quiet, you know, of you just casting that line. And and so from a very early age, I I just came to to just have almost you could say a love affair with silence. And and I really came to also see that you know that I think the friends of mine some of them who are the most balanced, they have something that brings them into that deep silence. It could be yes. sailing, you know, getting out on a sailboat. It could be uh fishing like I did. 
it could be mountain climbing, but, but, you know, we need a way to reconnect, uh, you know, just unplug all the gadgets and, and just go to someplace deeper than all the social media, stand, you know, uh, little snippets, because yeah. there is a deeper reality that we can all connect to that gives us a sense of peace, gives us yep. a sense of resilience and solidity. And that's what we need in, in our yes. world. Today. Yeah. I could not agree more. I could not yeah. agree more. So, so I know that we were also chatting a little bit about how this practice has made such a difference for you. And so I don't, would you, I don't I hope you're willing. I mean, let, 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 let me, let me start over. See if you're, you know, I'd love for you to be able to share a little bit more about why this has been so profoundly impactful for you. Yeah. So, so as, as I mentioned, you know, I started with fishing when I was a kid and then um, when I got into my teens and 20s, I was really into mountain climbing and I would get up on those high mountain vistas, you know, just looking over the panorama of, of this this earth. And, and I just um, had this immediate and deep sense that I'm part of something much larger than myself uh-huh. and, and that I'm part of something that is mysterious. It is ancient and it is uh, it is beautiful and it is life giving. Mm-hmm. And so it was a result of those kinds of, you might say, mountaintop experiences that I got into uh, discipline silences yeah. and I started started doing meditation. And then I met the uh, the Benedictine monk, uh, Thomas Keating, who's well known throughout the world. Oh, yeah. He's, heard of him yeah and he's beloved in england um but but yeah thomas keating i did a retreat with him and he said you know if you if you do this practice uh for 40 minutes a day and if you do an extended uh retreat once a uh, once a year Mm-hmm. that you will uh, start to really make uh, progress. And that's that's what I found because I, I have a background as an athlete, uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, and a mountain climber. And so I applied that discipline to uh, to centering prayer. And I did it for 40 minutes a day. Um, and then I also did it a six or 10 day retreat uh, once a year. And, you know, some people think, well, that that's a lot or, you know, but but I would always find a way, you know, to to make it work. I would, I would negotiate with my wife. Hey, you know, if I take the kids for this week so you can see your mom, you know, will you give me a week so I can do a retreat? That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but then what started to happen was was really uh, I mean, people have all talked about this and mystics of the world religions talk about this. But something started to happen in my body that uh, was was. Uh, I don't know, nothing short of amazing, really. What would happen is uh, what the Centering Prayer community refers to as unloading. Mm-hmm. And it's where, you know, you get to a place of relaxation that is much deeper than you have in sleep. And as a result of that deep rest and deep relaxation, the body starts to release um, the tension that it has in its muscles. So sometimes you'll, I mean, during Centering Prayer, I would feel this excruciating knot in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And it was so much sometimes that I would actually cry because it was just, and it was just like, it was not an emotional type of cry. It was just, it was such intense pain that, the you know, water just automatically started uh-huh. coming out of my eyes. But, but then what would happen is that the, uh, the tension would all of a sudden release and it just, it felt so good. I mean, it's, oh felt, yeah, I bet. I'm sure. I mean, it, it felt better than, you know, after a long run, you know, getting in, in the jacuzzi or, uh, or, you know, after a, a long run, uh, it just, being able to uh to just totally unwind and and, yeah. and with some tea or something i mean it just felt very um just ener- energizing and well so no i love that you yeah. say that and, lo- and let me just jump in here for a second sure, i sure. love that you say that because you know as a you know my as you know my background is in health and fitness and i've been in the fitness industry for almost 30 years 
And so, you know, I'm very familiar with how stress and tension just finds a place to live in our bodies. That's one of the reasons, a lot, a lot of the reasons why people do a workout and stick with it throughout their life, because it is really an outlet for them to relieve stress and tension. But but if if we can't relieve stress and tension, then it remains in our body. And our body always remembers that. So I love how you talk about how you can literally train yourself to go to this deep place of relaxation um, and really free yourself from tension that can really be weighing you down. Um, so I love this this whole, I've never really heard anybody refer to it as unloading though. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And, and so what's, what started to happen is that the uh, the body you know that that I used to carry a lot of tension in my jaw mm-hmm. and I used to carry tension in my shoulders um, and in my uh, upper middle back mm-hmm. and and that just started to dissipate yeah and I I felt like a different person you know mm-hmm. I was just much more gentle and and um, and easygoing yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I and I asked Thomas Keating about it. I said, you know, what, 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 where does this go eventually? Because you know he's done it for thousands of hours over, of uh, course, you know, yeah. over decades. But but he said uh, basically life becomes effortless. You know, after you've done this long enough, where th- there's there's no longer the resistance anywhere. There, there's uh-huh. nothing. That, there's nothing that gives you a, a lot of. Um, uh-huh. You know, and and it's funny. You know, Thomas Keating used to say that that you know you're d- doing well in this practice if the people who used to just drive you up the wall uh-huh. you know, now, now they only drive you halfway up the wall yeah you know, like, i love said, that <laughs> he said you know that's yeah. that's like real progress you know yeah no kidding <laughs> but, well i mean i think you know we have to remember that baby steps are still progress you know yes. we're 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 told that you know unless it's a big change it doesn't matter or at least that's what we're conditioned to believe but right. the, the baby steps are really is what's going to get us to the result that we want can you walk us through what kind of the steps of the unloading process like in just very simple terms? Well, the most uh, simple terms I know of, Allison, uh, comes from the Orthodox uh, tradition, uh, you know, Eastern Orthodox uh, Christianity. And uh, and what they talk about, which I love, I think it's just it's such a great metaphor for what this is about, is if somebody, you know, uh, comes to somebody in the East Orthodox tradition and says, okay, so what is meditation? What is centering prayer? What is, you know, what they would call in their tradition, Hezekiah, which, which can be translated as inner stillness. You know, what is the key to this? And what they would do is they'd take a glass of water and it would have uh, dirt in in the in the water and they would just stir it up so all the dirt particles are just floating around in the water and 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 they would say this is you know this is the nature of your mind you know it is just all these dirt particles that are just uh, swirling around in this yeah. glass yeah. now let's let's set it on a shelf right so then they would set it on a shelf and you'd find you'd find it after about five minutes, you know, there's a little less dirt that's swirling around in the water. Uh-huh. And then if you if you wait 15 minutes, all that dirt is now settled to the bottom of the glass. And now the glass is is uh it, you know, it, it's just transparent. It's spacious, you can see through it, and it's you know, there's a sense of freedom because you know, you don't have all these different things that you're holding on to or thinking about or worried about you're just you know there's a calm there's like a deep calm it's what the quakers call uh settling down you know Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it is well that's a great analogy um i hadn't really thought about that putting it like that but i think that really gives people a lot to think about and it really makes a lot of sense because when things settle it's only when that you can get clarity right it's only when you can 
you know, see that there might be another solution or there might be something else that's available to you. Yeah, I mean, the average, uh, the average human mind, Allison, has a, a new incoming thought every four to five seconds. Oh, yeah. And and so and there was this one author, I can't remember who it is now, but who said, you know, if we had as much control over our legs, as we have over our minds, we would not be able to walk. Yeah. I mean, it, most people, their minds are just, it's a monkey mind, you know, that's it what is. They call it it's, in it's some like, traditions. it's just constant all the time. Exactly. And then, and then all of this, uh, you, you know, all of these uh, devices and, and all of the social media and everything 24 mm seven, -hmm. it's just, um, you know, even our kids, they have a hard time sleeping, right? Because yeah. they're, they're still on edge. From well, the, we're this, just conditioned you know? to believe that we just, we have to just be going all the time or we're going to miss something. Right. Right. right? Right. Yeah, and, and it's so, almost it's almost like this feeling that if I'm not busy all the time, then I'm just being lazy, right? There's that right. mentality too. Right. And it it all comes back to balance, right? I love yeah. I love I love the big B word, balance, right? Love I mean, it. that's what, what self-care is all about, right? So so what we need to do is we need to have some some way to unwind, some way to push the pause button. Mm -hmm. Because if a mind does not have a pause button, that in itself is a kind of a sickness. You oh, know, yeah. because, mm -hmm. because you're not able to just stop the constant stream. You you're you're just always in it. And that yeah. just creates, you know, stress in your body and in your relationships yep um i mean even to be able to it, listen it's a to form somebody. of clutter almost right exactly it's, yeah exactly yeah yeah i like that i like that uh, analogy the clutter yeah and and some people you know there's so much clutter that they really can't listen to somebody else you know yeah because they're, they're preoccupied with the clutter you know or they're thinking about what they got to do next or what's coming next week or you know what they should have already done it's just i mean you name it there's probably a, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of those thoughts going on at any one one point in time Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So for me, it's just been um, uh, like I was talking to you about, you know, before the show started uh, is, is that, you know, it, it's just become uh, the saving grace really of my life. You know, when all kinds of curveballs were, were thrown mm -hmm. my way as they are for most adults that yeah. I know especially yeah. in the last two or three years, yeah. you know, when there's, there's a loss of a job or, or there's, you know, a, a loved one who dies uh, or whatever the case may be, there's just more of a solid ground to stand on and, mm -hmm. and less of a kind of a, a crazy monkey mind that takes over and, and you start bouncing off the walls, you know, and you, and you just, you know, and you're a victim of anxiety, but yeah. if you have this practice of, you know, of just being able to go within and to settle down, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're you're much more able to to think clearly and and think creatively about you know how to move forward in life and how to do what needs to be done. Yeah. And I have I have a friend who also um you know is a published author and and mm -hmm. teaches on centering prayer, Rich Lewis. And um and one of the things I love that Rich Lewis talks about is when he's at work, um, he says because of centering prayer, now he has what he calls relaxed efficiency. Now, wow. now before he used to be efficient, but it was like it was anxiety driven. And now he's he's very efficient, but he's relaxed while yeah. he's getting all this. So he has a high level of productivity, but there's his nervous system is at ease, you know. Yeah. And that's really the core of what a practice like this can bring us to is it can heal our nervous system. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs 
build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. You know, I, I've done a lot of traveling uh, and, and I was traveling in India, uh, you know, in my twenties. And I remember this one, this one man who was, uh, he was a long time meditator. And he said, you know, I just feel sorry for you Westerners. He said, your nervous systems are just shot. You know, you're pounding coffee all the time and you're, you're answering a hundred emails, you know, mm-hmm. before 8am and, you know, and it's just sad, you know, yeah. and he said you more than anybody, you as a people, right. You need some way to, yeah. to relax the body, to, to relax the mind. To, yeah. To and you know, I just, I, I, I think I think this is just a conversation we have to keep having and we just have to keep saying it because I think I think it's one of those things that people know logically, right? They know like in the part of their brain that well, I know, I know that. I know that. I know that. But yet there's this other part of them over here that's just so ingrained in doing things the you know, the fast and quick way. So it's just it's just something that I think we're just going to have to keep talking about. Yes, yes. And and I, you know, the, the people who I know in my life who who are the most balanced, like we talked about earlier, yeah. are people who have something. They they, you know, they either go hiking or they they go on a mountain or they go fishing or or they go sailing, you know. And and, and or in my case, uh, you know, I, I got into centering prayer and, and meditation, but um, but we need something, uh, especially in these times. And you know, what's what's interesting to me, Allison, is when I give talks and workshops, the people who really get this are are like you know teenagers. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, all these teenagers are nodding because they know what it's like to be checking your social media, your Facebook page, or whatever. Oh yeah, my college every, students all the time. When just, I when I, I can't figure right. something out, it's like I know I can ask them. But at the same time, it's like they're the ones that can really relate to, you know, everything just being so freaking busy all the time. Right, right. And and they're the ones who understand the need for this because yeah. you know it comes back to that B word of balance. Mm-hmm. And and just, you know, tempering. If there's if there's temperance, if you can uh, kind of balance all of the activity with mm-hmm. some kind of um well, one teacher I, I like the way she put it. Uh she said, you know, we have all this information all the time. Yeah. And what we need now is deformation, meaning just let go of all the words, let go of all the thoughts, you know, let go of all the emotions. And and just let your body totally relax in the moment, and and it's it's rare but a beautiful thing, uh, you know, w- when we can get there. Well, it's it's so interesting that you say that because we live in the information age, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. you can pick up your phone and Google like where you're going to go eat, or you know what your airfare is going to be for your next vacation, or even if you can't remember a factoid about something, you can just like get online immediately and do it. There's so much information that's available to us today. So I love that you said, 
we need to focus on the deformation, you know, about just the just the unplugging and, you know, desensitizing ourselves to some degree. Right. And, you know, I love, you know, there's so many things about like the, you know, the biography of Thomas Keating that I, I go, come back to and that I love. But but one of the things that Thomas Keating said that always stayed with me is he said he was giving a workshop on centering prayer. Mm-hmm. And there was an elderly woman towards the back of the, um, you know, of this hall. Mm-hmm. And she kept resonating with everything he was saying and just nodding and smiling. So, so you know, he was excited by this. So afterwards, he, he came up to her and he said, you know, I, I noticed that you're resonating with with everything that I'm saying here, do you practice centering prayer? And um, and she said, "Oh no, I crochet." Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. crochet is her way of finding balance. Exactly. And see, ah. see, see, my wife is the same way. She like like her mind is like going a million miles a minute, and she's yeah. she's the most amazing multitasker I've ever met. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, but in the morning, for about two hours every morning, she does some kind of needlework. And and she just says it, you know, she needs to do that to kind of, uh, you know, reset and, and get ready for the day. Yeah, a lot well, of people yeah. I know um, say gardening does that for them. It just kind of helps yes. them quiet, quiet yeah. the crazy, right? Quiet the consistent, you know, chatter that's always going on. I know for me personally, for me, it's getting my workout in early in the morning. That always quiets and opens my brain more. And then the other thing that I've done a lot, really a lot more since 2020 is just journaling, is just journaling yes. and just, you know, giving myself a couple of thought prompts for the day. It just really allows me to, you know, just think a little bit deeper and kind of put all the other stuff aside, even for a little bit. And it just kind of calms me. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I love what you said about uh, journaling, Allison. I, I think it's so powerful. I, I always encourage journaling. Yeah. And I've kept uh, I, I've kept a dream journal for many years. I I like to write when I get up in the morning, as I can still remember them. I like to write down my dreams. It's just something yeah. that I've been doing. But but yeah, the the, the act of of taking what's in your head and and putting it on paper is so powerful. There's something about even the synapses of the brain. Yeah, that, you it know, slows your brain down. Yeah, and the hand yeah. is really an extension of of the brain. Yeah. People don't realize that, but there's all these synapses in the hand that are connected to the brain. Yeah. So when you write something down, it, it's it's a way of taking those thoughts and making them the much more substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love I love that practice of of, uh, of journaling. Yeah, it's something that I got to be honest with you. I I didn't do a whole lot of before 2020. I did some. You know, but I just, it, I wasn't nearly as dedicated and focused about it as I am now. Um, and, you know, honestly, when I do my morning workouts is when I usually get a lot of um, inspiration. I'll get new ideas. I'll just be able to frame things in a different way so that when I go to my journal, it's like I can just like, you know, I'll just say, oh, what if I did it this way? And I'll just kind of just dump my brain. And it's amazing what I'm able to come up with. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, there's so many things that come to me when I'm writing that don't yeah. come to me if I'm just sitting there thinking. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, something we gotta about get putting it out of our head. Page. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. let's say someone out there is listening to this and they're like, I'm all over this. I want to find a way to quiet the crazy, to, you know, find use the big B word is to use your word, right? No pun intended. Um, and so I'm wondering if you could just offer up a couple of actionable tips that could maybe help someone begin. 
Sure. So, so I, I guess my two favorite, my two favorite analogies of, you know, for centering prayer, I already gave, uh, you know, the, the one analogy. Um, yeah. The, the dirt and the glass of water. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, and this, this one, uh, you have a good memory. That I'm glad, glad you, uh, yeah. <laughs> You, you retain that one. Um, so, so this next one I think is also, you know, probably the most significant, which is, so, so if you're trying to train a puppy, right, to sit in the middle of the circle. So let's so let's say you draw a circle, and you're trying to train the puppy to sit in the center. Mm-hmm. It is going to be very tedious, and it's going to be very monotonous because the the puppy will wander, and then you take your hand and you gently bring it back to the center. The puppy will wander again. You gently bring the puppy back to the center. It'll wander a third time, and on and on it goes, day after day after day. And this is the reason why there's that not that many meditators in the world because yeah, because it's, it's people hard. people don't think they can do it. They get frustrated easily. Oh, they get so frustrated, and the temptation yeah. also is just to whack the puppy. But, yeah. but you, that's there's there's no need to whack the puppy. You simply gently bring it back. It, it's it's infinite. It takes infinite patience, and so it is very challenging. I mean, I'll tell people right from the from the outset, it is very challenging. But if you can hang in there, th- there's an amazing thing that starts to happen because basically what you're doing is you're training the mind. Uh huh. Right. It's just like you're training the puppy, you're training the mind, and and what will happen after a while, like let's say day three, maybe, right, is the puppy will sit there for like you know twenty twenty five seconds. That's mm-hmm. a triumph, you know. Yeah. The puppy is actually still for once in its life because all it's ever known is wander, wander, wander all the time, right? Uh-huh. So, but for twenty five seconds, it's still in the middle of the circle. That is a triumph. That that's yeah. a beautiful beautiful thing, and you should celebrate. Yeah. That. And then by by week two or week three, what you'll find is the puppy will sit in the center of the circle for like a minute or a minute and a half. And people will say, well, that's just, it's tedious. It's, it's just too much, you know. But anybody, you know, who wants to um, take a, a discipline seriously, like let's say playing the violin, you yeah. have to practice every day. You oh, totally. To practice, you know? Yeah. So it's just it's just a matter of being really patient with yourself, would you yes. say? And yes. just to use your word, just, just keep going. You know, it's, right. it's just like, like any new habit, you just have to, you just have to begin and give yourself some grace and just keep going. Right. And, and the technique that, that, you know, that I use is, is the centering prayer technique. And, and, you know, very basically what it is, is when the puppy wanders, you have a word that you, that you state, which, um, which helps to bring the puppy back to the center of the circle. When it, when the puppy hears the word, the puppy comes back to the center. And that's really the essence of centering prayer. And, um, and so, so for me, my, uh, my centering prayer word is rest. I like that word because it just reminds me, hey, there's nothing to be doing here. You just just rest, right? Yeah. Um, but but there's you know, but there's kind of an interesting distinction which I think is important to point out. And you know, if you go online and you put in centering prayer, all kinds of stuff will come up and you'll find resources. But you know, but basically is so so there's there's two different types of thoughts that we should differentiate. One is uh, let's say I'm sitting before lunch. And let's say the thought comes into my mind, um, when I have lunch, I want to have an avocado sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. That That's your thought. Okay, that's fine. The thought came, the thought went, that's how it, it always is. The nature of the mind, you know, thoughts, uh, you know, present themselves and then they, they pass uh, along in the stream of consciousness. No wow. problem. Okay, so you don't even need the sacred word for that. You don't even need to say rest. Okay, it, it came, it went, it's gone. You just keep doing your centering prayer. But then let's say it's um, before lunch and I have the thought, you know, when I have lunch, I want to have an avocado sandwich. But then you start thinking to yourself, 
you know, I think I'm going to need a spatula for the mayonnaise because there's only a little bit of mayonnaise in the bottom of that, uh, you know, jar that I have. Uh-huh. And then, you know, that avocado, I don't really know if it's ripe yet. You know, it's 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 looking like it, it's starting to get ripe, but I think it's still kind of, it's just not quite there yet. So, you know, if you start having those kind of thoughts, then you have gone off on a tangent. Uh-huh. And that is when, that is the reason for the, for the sacred word. That is the reason for the word rest. Because as soon as you uh, discover and, and because because you're observing yourself as soon as you observe your mind going off on a tangent whatever it happens to be it doesn't matter that's when you say rest yeah and then you come then then you come back because the puppy has wandered pretty far outside the circle at that point yeah and so you're calling the puppy back right yeah that is that is basically the method of uh centering prayer okay know, so it's just you know we just have to you know and, and we i think the key the the key f- thoughts for me that are coming up as you're talking is we ha- we just, we have to keep going. We have to be patient with ourselves and we have to have some kind of go-to word or something that really resonates with us that yes. really helps us stay focused and on target because we're really just training our mind to do something different. It's, it's like any new habit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah, and like any new habit, you know, um, you know, my son, I mean, bless him. Right. But he, he loves to, to dabble in this and then dabble in that. And, you know, uh-huh. he's, he's constantly like, doing, he's, he's into like, you know, this sport and that sport and this, act, you know. but, but like with centering prayer, what I really hope is that maybe one or two of your listeners, even just one or two, that maybe they really give it a good try, you know, yeah. not, not just kind of, Oh, that's a nice thought. And, and Allison, you know, I'm glad she had that person on the show or whatever but but really try to try to give this thing a go like give it what they call a college try you know yeah 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 no i love that and i i and i i I do think that there are people listening right now that there's probably people that are thinking i mean we're recording this in early 2022 and there's you know i've never not had talked with at least a couple people at this point in time in the year um, that say, you know, I just, I want to find a way to have more peace in my life. I want to have more quiet time or whatever. So I know there's at least a couple people out there listening, if not more, that are really taking this to heart. So I really appreciate you sharing. Where can people find you? Um, so I, I think the the easiest thing to do is just go on Google mm-hmm. and then just uh, type in Amos Smith author. And then all my stuff will come up. You'll you'll okay. see all the all the different pages, the books and whatnot. So your books um, are all on Amazon. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the 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 third one that's coming coming soon uh, is not there, but everything else. Yeah. Okay, okay. And you have a social media. I'm guessing. I know you're on LinkedIn. Yes, um, I, I guess my largest uh, social media presence is uh, is probably Twitter, and uh, well, it is Twitter. And then I've got a yeah, I've got an author page on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, and yeah. So, but you'll find all that when you you just do that Google search. Okay, so people just Google Aaron Smith, or excuse me, Amos Smith, author. They'll find all your stuff. Correct. Correct. So we'll have all we have all those links in the show notes. So for people listening. If you are curious and want to learn more about Amos's work, about his books, about his this unique um, perspective that uh, you know that that he has around uh, centering and balance, then um, uh, please feel free to do that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. And can I can I share one last thing? Sure, of course. Okay, so if you are going to try this, this is what I'd recommend that you do. 
set aside a month, like February, March, whatever, and just decide to yourself, I am going to do this uh, every day for 30 days. That's that's your commitment. That's your goal, right? And it, and just do it as much as you can stand. If you can only sit in silence for three or four minutes, fine. The point is to start the habit of doing it every day for as long as you can stand. Mm-hmm. And then if you miss one time, start over again, but make and make your goal 30 days in a row that I'm going to, I'm going to do some kind of discipline silence. It doesn't have to be centering prayer, but some kind. Uh-huh. And if you do that, the likelihood that you're going to stick with it is much, much higher. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. So I think, you know, if you fall off a day, just get right back on the next day. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Love it. Well, thank you again for joining me today. I really, I really appreciate your time. Um, you too, Allison. Appreciate your podcast. Absolutely. And so anyone, so folks out there listening that want to know more, please feel free to connect with Amos through uh, the links that you will find in the show notes. You can just go to our good friend, Google, and just and see where you can find his his books, his information, any of his social media channels, um, and you can feel free to connect with him. And of course, uh, you know, as I always do, I always like to uh, give a big shout out to all of you out there that are continuing to follow me and support me and continue to share this podcast with who you think needs to hear it today. You know, every single week, um, that's one of my beliefs about my show that I that I believe deep down in my soul. Um, as to really what got me going doing this podcast almost four years ago is that, you know, something that I'm going to say is going to resonate with at least one person out there. So um, please feel free to forward this episode to somebody that you think really needs to hear it, or feel free to share it with um, anybody in your audience, any of your friends, family, colleagues that you think it would be beneficial for. Um, This is how we continue to spread our message and reach more and more people around the world. And I'm just so grateful. I couldn't do it without you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You were one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 